Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Matry, and you can consider me the voice of the black man in this moment and in this time. I'm speaking for a voice uh, demographic of people that don't usually get a platform to talk about mental health and that for some reason, shape or form, are brave enough to face some of the most petrifying and terrifying things that are out here in this world. Some of the grossest stereotypes and stigmas that surround them, yet when it comes to battling the battle that's in their own mind, they can't seem to overcome that battle. I am speaking as a mouthpiece for those voices, for those men that are told to suck it up, that are told that they're supposed to be strong, that are told that they're not supposed to feel, and that if they feel for some reason, shape or form, it takes away from their masculinity. But today, tonight, and now with this movement, we say that that's not real. We say that you are heard. And what we do is we take requests from those men from all over the world and all over the nation and all over the city. And we hear their voice and we answer that. We provide a platform that not only provides them with an outlet, but a platform that speaks to their needs, a platform that speaks to their voice, and a platform that focuses on the types of methods that would help this demographic of men get better. So it, it, it may not be the traditional methods of therapy, but I am a certified life coach and I do plan on bringing my expertise to the table along with my team. So what we do is we take these requests from these men and we make sure that they get heard and we come in through text message and you should see it up on your screen now. I've lost so many childhood friends along my life's journey. Is it healthy to carry the weight of success for myself and also for them? This is a very big one because a lot of times we tend to want to do something for our deceased relatives. We, we want to do something for our friend that passed away or whatever the case may be in a cause um, in terms of somebody's life. Uh, but this causes a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety in our communities because the stress that we put on ourselves to try to make somebody proud, if you will, that's in the ethers. Um, it's, it's, it's a very specific and unique one because we're trying to please somebody that doesn't exist. And we're trying to please and satisfy the need that we're not really sure what the barometer of that need is. And not to say that it's something that's bad or something that you shouldn't do, whatever you need to do to motivate you. That's what you need to do to motivate you. But the way that I like to look at it is this. We spend too much time in our past and it's hurting us. We live there and we shouldn't be living there. We should be living in this new room, this new room that's here and now, this new room that we're able to see what's in front of us and deal with one by one the things that are in front of us because never, ever, ever, ever have I ever seen the stream of a boat determine and dictate where the boat goes, how the boat flows, that doesn't happen. Anything that's left behind the boat is behind the boat, and anything that's in front is in front, and we are traveling on these waters. And we're trying to go forward, not backwards, so make sure that whatever you're doing, your plight, however you understand it, you're working your way forwards, and not backwards, brother. We always want to make sure we work forwards and not backwards.
Why does it seem like every time I have moments of peace, it's always followed by a painful event? This is, this is powerful. And this is very important to understand because we always seem to have that. We always seem to be two steps forward and two steps backwards, two steps forward and two steps backwards. And we can't seem to understand why we're in this constant forward and reverse, forward and reverse motion. We might get a promotion at work. We might be thriving with our business. We might finally get financially free or financially secure in some type of way. And then something will happen, an expense for our car, or something will happen, a bill out of the blue, child support, whatever you name it. Something will happen and, and, and throw your whole progress off, brother. But I'm here to tell you that it, it is not that there's something out against you. It is not that you're cursed. No, 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 by no means are you cursed. You are actually blessed. <laughs> but you know, sometimes dark forces, evil, devil, whatever you wanna call that, whatever that opposition is to happiness, a lot of times we misconstrue what that thing is out for. It is not out for our happiness per se, because we have flashing and fleeting moments of happiness. It is out for our momentum. And I talk about this all the time. If it can stop our momentum, then it can stop us. So you might seem like you're having good times and everything is flowing. And then all of a sudden something would happen that we categorize as bad. But guess what? Your thoughts are the master and your emotions are the slaves. And if you can capture your thoughts, then you can control the slaves. And the slaves say that the thoughts are the master. And if you can control the master, you can control the slaves. And this is the way we break free from this slavery. We control the master. And so although you can't control the thoughts that come inside your brain, you cannot control the thoughts that you think because they just come. They don't ask you for permission. The thoughts just come. <laughs> but when they come, we can control our reactions to those thoughts. They say that the ancestor of every action is a thought. In other words, it all originates with the thought that you allow to turn into an action. But sometimes these weird thoughts come into our minds, brother. These hateful thoughts, these thoughts that are filled with rage and malice, or anything that comes into our mind that disrupts our peace, sometimes these thoughts come into our brain. And we have to be able to say, I hear you, but I don't hear you. <laughs> I hear you but I'm not taking any action. I hear you, but you can go along your way now. I hear you, but you have no space here. You have no space here, negative thought. You have no space here. I hear you, but I'm gonna keep it pushing and do what I need to do as a man. I'm gonna keep it pushing, absolutely. So when you have those thoughts and it tries to kill your momentum, just realize that, hey, these things are happening, but they're not happening to me. They're just happening. And if I can control my thoughts surrounding it and not do the woe is me thing, why do these things keep happening to me? And if I could control that narrative, I can stay in a positive mind state. And if I could stay in a positive mind state, I will attract better things from my life. I'll begin to see all of the good that surrounds me and I'll be conscious and present to that. And no longer will it be all these things are happening to me. They just happen to be happening. And I'm going to push forward to plan B. 
push forward to plan C, push forward to what I need to do in order to move to the next level. Why is it that the people that I trust the most are the ones that cut me the deepest? (laughs) And I can feel this. You know, why is it that the people that we love and we trust the most are the ones that cut us the deepest? And the reason is, brother, (laughs) the reason is, and you already know the answer because the answer is inside of you. The answer is already in you. You know the answer. The reason why is because we are all in this space. And the people that are closest to you, you have a room with, you share a room with. Imagine having a roommate, a roommate that you lived with. Hmm. So you're in this room with this roommate. And all of a sudden, any move that that movement, that, that, that roommate makes, any move, any move that the roommate makes, you see it, you watch it, you're a part of it. And if that roommate does something that causes you harm or makes you, influences you in a negative way, then it becomes so much stronger because you're sharing a room with that person. You see, we have spaces in life and everybody that's close to us represent a certain space. If you have children, that's a space. If you have a spouse, that's a space. If you have parents, that's a space. So when you're in a room with a person and they do something to you, yes, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt far more than anybody who's not in that room with you. But at the end of the day, we all miss the mark. And a lot of this, a lot of us are crucifying people for being human. We're crucifying people for their mistakes, yet we want mercy and sympathy for our mistakes. And the truth of the matter is, Missing the mark is missing the mark. (laughs) If you translate into the spiritual world, in the Christianity world, sin is sin is sin is sin. And so we try to categorize these ones as different. And one is more than the other. Well, I only did this, but they did this. If we can just see that we are more similar than we are different, then we can understand compassion. And we can understand forgiveness. And a lot of my brothers, we are walking out here with this burden of not forgiving people. This burden of holding people in our hearts. This burden of not forgiving our family for the things they've done for us or to us. (laughs) And we start to to have this burden of guilt surrounding not forgiving people that we know we should be forgiving. And so they hurt us the deepest and we feel passionately about it. But sometimes, sometimes these people are put in our lives as spiritual assignments and we have to protect our spiritual assignments and understand that it's there to make us grow. These relationships sometimes are there to make us grow, not the toxic ones, but sometimes we get hurt by the ones that are not so toxic, ones that we did not expect to be so toxic or to be so painful. And sometimes it is not a matter of just running away. 
you see, that's one of the things that plague our community. We just want to run away from the relationships that don't make us feel good. But we can't run away from every relationship that doesn't make us feel good. We got to be able to entrust that we have enough resolve. We have enough gumph. We have enough whatever that is to be able to overcome the challenge in a relationship and to be faithful to that relationship and to be able to see that relationship through and break some cycles for our children. So although the ones that are closest to us cut us the deepest, the ones that are our spiritual assignments. We should look to see what is the universe trying to teach us. Is it trying to teach us patience, brother? Is it trying to teach us mercy? Is it trying to teach us forgiveness? Is it trying to f teach us consistency? Why do I try to help everyone, yet neglect myself. At the end of the day, I end up dancing to my own punishment. <laughs> you gotta love our brothers for being so creative and so eloquent with their words. It's a matter of understanding why. Why do you try to help everyone? Why do you neglect yourself? Is the issue everybody else that's taking from you? Or is the issue you giving to everybody else and not taking anything for yourself? You've served the whole plate and now you're eating the crumbs. And I'm so, so guilty of this. I do this all the time. <laughs> I do this all the time and I do this all the time and the thing that I always keep coming back to, the thing that I always see is that we have to rise to a level within ourselves before we're giving somebody the true manna. See, what we're giving them is something that's artificial. We're giving them things that are not have any substance. And because it doesn't have any substance, that's why people keep pulling and drawing more and more and more from you. Yes, I'm blaming you for the fact that people keep pulling from you. Because when you rise to a place within yourself, and you rise to that place where you are loving yourself and giving yourself enough, then anything that you give to somebody will be enough. They keep pulling from you because it's the universe telling you subconsciously through those people. It needs to be more. There needs to be more. It's more than just giving rides. It's more than just giving money. It's more than just giving whatever you think that you're giving, brother. You're giving from the physical realm. But I'm talking about going to a place within yourself What? You give to your child, what you give to your spouse, what you give to your best friends is something that's far more fulfilling. It's something that they can take and it feeds them. 
But you can't give that to them if you're not giving it to yourself. You can't give them quality food if you're giving yourself junk food. There's no way you're cooking people gourmet meals if you yourself are eating burgers and fries. It just doesn't work that way. You have to cook yourself the gourmet meal first. Master it. See what seasonings and, and things to sprinkle onto it. Then you freshly prepare it for all your family and friends. But make sure, brother man, that you're the recipe first because otherwise you're feeding people junk food I watched my mother battle an abusive relationship for five years why do people, good people, suffer? <laughs> it's the age-old question that everybody wants answered. Why do bad things happen to good people? Or even the reverse, why do bad people get good things? Why is it that this person has been working hard their whole life and all they have ever received in return is nothing but heartache and pain and suffering and hard times why did they die alone what did they need or what did they do to deserve the life that they had i don't think any of us are in the business of playing god but i do think it's an important question that shouldn't be avoided or dodged why do bad things happen to good people? First, what do we categorize as bad? What do we categorize as bad things? And who do we categorize as good people? Because ultimately, good people can be subjective. And bad things versus good things can be subjective as well. I might have an experience. I might lose my leg in a car accident. And it might be the best thing that's ever happened to me on the face of earth. Depending on my situation. Depending on what it's slowing me down from. Depending on what it's protecting me from. Depending on what it is that I need to see from that leg you see. We are spiritual beings living in a human experience, not the other way around. So in other words, our spirit is more important than our body. So anything that's getting us to realize more in our spiritual realm is going to be more valuable to the universe, to what happens or what sacrifices need to be made in our body. Do you understand that we are living beings that if you were to take our weight the moment we died, it'd be the same exact weight as how we lived. So that means that the spirit has no kind of effect on the body and the body's weight. It is its own separate thing that fully lives by itself, that fully lives detached from this thing that we call the body. So it means that we are two separate things. We are a spirit living in a human condition. So these human conditions that happen like I said, we cannot play God. But what we can do is be mindful of our spirit. Mindful of the only thing that matters, and that is that God is.
And even in moments of pain, even in moments of sickness, even in moments of loss, God can still be recognized. Spirituality can still be recognized. Power can still be recognized. Goodness can still be recognized. Love is still love, even in the face of pain. Even in the face of hard times, love is still love. So it's not a direct answer, but yet it is the right answer that God is and God is love and that we have no idea why the cause and effect of everybody's individual life happens. But what I can say is this. Every moment that you live, you're working to erase your karma. You're working to put a little bit more good in this world Everything that you do that is not considered the good that we call. Everything that you do in terms of gossiping, in terms of talking bad, in terms of having negative emotion or negative action or having angry rants or whatever it is that you're doing in this world that has a law called cause and effect. What goes around comes around. We don't know how severe it's coming back and we don't know how soon and often it's coming back. So what I'm saying is, is that I would suggest that we all live our lives in a way that if it came back to us, we would find it pleasing and whole. That's it. <laughs>